0: Physical strength is no substitute for perception, for perception is the key which unlocks unlocks the the intangible intangible power power of 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 the spirit. You perceive nothing.
1: Three, two, one, and welcome to the Elijah Bailey Show, and not just any Elijah Bailey Show, this is our special Christmas edition of the Elijah Bailey Show. How you doing, Richard? I'm
2: doing fine. This is like the holiday edition. Yes. Yeah. Just for other people. Who yeah. Don't celebrate we going to celebrate Christmas. Yeah. Holiday Isn't edition. Is going on right now?
1: I think so. Maybe. Kwanzaa. Hanukkah. But then we got
2: New Year's too, so we can just throw that in there too. Um, I mean,
1: uh, but I think our next episode. I was just saying. Oh, uh, well. All right. Yeah. Let's throw in this is the holiday edition and the New Year's edition. And then next week will be the New Year's <laughs> edition too yeah. of the Elijah Bailey Show. <laughs> and. Um, we uh, pre-recorded this intro, so this is a little bit different than what we normally do. Once we get into the regular show, you'll kind of hear hear what I'm talking about. Because as soon as we're done with this intro, it'll cut straight to the interview. We interviewed the man, the myth, the legend, the illustrious Mr. Kenneth D. Lawson, who's doing big things with yes, the Alpha Phi Alpha fraternity. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the show, first off. Um, I've been looking at the numbers on Podbeam and... Uh, I have a question for you. They'll ask you in a minute, but everybody continue to listen, send it to send it to your friends. Uh, you can text it to your friends. You can email it to your friends. You can share it on Facebook, share the episodes. So they can listen to them. I mean, look at the title. The titles are pretty interesting, but get in there. We talk about more stuff, um, than just what that title says, like round round. Uh, what was it? Round one fight. Yes. It was about Ronda Rousey and Holly home, but we uh-huh. also talked about martial arts and, and some other things. Um, I keep getting uh, text messages and then uh, phone calls and stuff. And people like, man, I like the episode, this and that. And I even got asked to do a friendly, uh, a family friendly version, like a clean version. Oh, that's good. And I was like, well, that's nice. Uh, I don't know how much time we have (laughs) in in the week because black and studios is blowing up guys. I mean, if you have a podcast and you'll hear it in the commercials, um, if you have a place or a thought on your mind that is of merit, of value, then contact Richard, Richard, at com or follow them on Facebook at Black and Studios. And um, uh, we're accepting. I'll definitely get back with you. Yeah. Uh, bet. Bet. Yeah, we, bet. <laughs> yeah make sure that you're sending stuff of uh, with with content guys because
2: it's just, just whatever uh, no I, I accept anything and i'll, I'll listen uh, to it and i give my personal uh opinion about it and um yeah we can go just go from there so uh yeah
1: he's either going to pick man, you up or it's going to be a consult uh, consultation
2: yeah it's whatever it's whatever i feel like you need the most so that's what i'm going to gear black and studios to help you and uh well, if I, after i listen to your show whatever i feel like you may need strengthen mm. um I have no problem with letting you know
1: yeah and uh, I mean that's the deal like um you you work during the day so when I text you I know I gotta wait a little bit but if it's something that I'm thinking I'm like all right I'm thinking this or that or he'll ask me a question and as soon as he gets back to me he's like nah you don't want to do that because blah 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 yeah. I mean it's I mean <laughs> and you want to be transparent you want to be you want to be honest because you don't I don't want for him to tell me to do something on the show and then my ratings drop and people hate the show.
2: Unless I'm trying to personally sabotage the show. He's not going to do that. Which I... Most likely would not do that.
1: <laughs> no. See, I, I like, uh, I think last episode, you said something like, I probably won't. I mean, you need to reassure these people that you're not going to do that. Uh, <laughs> these people
2: get to know me. It depends on how my heart's feeling. Uh, oh my
1: gosh. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I just wanted to say thank you guys. And again, this is the holiday edition. I'm not going to keep you guys waiting any longer. Me and Richard have things to do today. We love talking to you. Um, but like we said, we pre-recorded this episode with Mr. Ken Lawson um i think this will move some of you guys's heart it'll get you thinking and the the mindset of this man is is very very profound um and i mean nobody had any notes nobody had to be coached or anything like that he's just coming straight off the top of his head speaking very earnestly to us about his mission his passion uh, what his goals are, and like I said, he's a part of the Alpha Phi Alpha fraternity. So um,
2: let's go and just dive right into it. Yeah, thank you're, you guys. It's like you're spoiling it. I know, I know. I'm sorry. It. I just, you I just wanted to do that. I just wanted you to do that. You
1: I wanted spoil to. Everything. I wanted to give a shout out to the alphas because you're on the Elijah Bailey show now, and this is going to be posted out there. It's going to go national. So
2: you're spoiling it.
1: <laughs> All right, we're bringing you Mr. Ken Lawson. Yay! All right, today's guest is an Oklahoma native who has been a resident in the state of Oklahoma for over 20 years, graduated with a business management degree uh, from the University of Oklahoma, a prominent member within the Alpha Phi Alpha fraternity. Uh, He worked as a results manager for City Service Oil Company in Tulsa, Oklahoma, before working and retiring from IBM Corporation as a sales and IT uh, consultant for over 30 years. He has also taught systems development and project management at the Tulsa uh, Community College, He has served as a national president of OU Black Alumni and Friends, was named board member of the year when he was a part of the OKC Urban League Board for his corporate fundraising efforts, has raised over $200,000 in scholarships for African-American students for the OKC Norman chapter of the black alumni. This man has given back to his community and has also done everything or tried to give back any way imaginable. He attends Prospect's Baptist Church and leads the church transformation initiative. He leads Bible study for his newly formed Monday School, which is Monday school on Mon- or Sunday school on Monday night. He is also a dedicated site coordinator for the Prospect's WizKids Kids Elementary School Reading Improvement Program. Today, our guest is Mr. Kenneth Lawson. How do you do today, sir? Oh,
0: doing well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Never heard of an intro like that, man. That was good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That means we have someone <laughs> special here. And this is also your first. This uh, is, okay,
1: so, yeah, I wanted to make this clear. No, this is not your first. This first is the second guest, but yeah. this is our first interview, and this is a very big interview because um, we've been reaching out to a community based off our interests, and every almost every show you hear me talk about mentorship through martial arts and, you know, some of the problems with kids today not understanding, and this man directly Um, affects his community with action and not just with words so
0: thank you
1: (laughs) thank you for being here um richard how are you doing there sir
2: i'm doing just fine uh it's a nice uh nice uh tuesday Tuesday morning morning. december 15th is when we're recording this episode so um we're up a little early this morning yes but this we say this would be the uh christmas week episode yes this is
1: going to be so what you'll hear is uh you will talk a little bit and we'll have an opener and closure so this will be a different design than what we normally go by but i think this is going to be a very very special episode
2: so i'll tell everybody out there happy holidays merry christmas by the time you listen to this
1: well really you need to say happy birthday to me first and then then Merry Christmas. I'm not, I'm not
2: giving you that pleasure, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so you get your happy birthday when it comes. <laughs>
1: so, uh, Mr. Lawson, I, um, you are a part of the Alpha Phi Alpha fraternity. Um, and my uncle Garfield Dokes is the
0: one that got us into contact, correct? Yes. Yes. Garfield is, uh, <laughs> has a lot of energy and a lot of passion for our fraternity and community, uh, high interest projects. Yes. I'm, I'm not in a fraternity, and I I haven't been. My uncle
1: is still trying to get me to join, but the thing that I respect the most about uh, the A is all the community work, and some of my friends, some of my younger friends that I went to school with are a part of Alpha Phi Alpha, the Zeta Sigma chapter at Mm -hmm. at UCO. And, I mean, I guess in society today, that gives me hope because you have people that are younger than me, and then you have... um, your elders and, and, and so on and so forth making these impactful um or doing these impactful projects and trying to lead the way and, and show um what people could be or the worth <laughs> of a group that is united instead of divided. So that's one thing that I, I respect about uh, fraternities, and if I was to join one, it would be a fi
0: a There's, there's not, not going to be any other one. I will say that, boy, there are a lot of good ones out there, and it seems like here recently there's just been a lot of interest in a lot of the fraternities and, and sororities in, in giving back and outreach projects and trying to make a difference. And uh, there's even been a transformation within our fraternity. While we feel like we've been doing mm-hmm. well, like you say, we've been really challenging ourselves to do more because we've been reminded that we were founded on political movements and being involved with Martin Luther King being one of yeah. our brothers. And so we're trying to get that that back. And one big thing that we're a second, and Garfield really has bought in with, it, with, uh, with me, is we've been primarily giving scholarships and, and been finishing school for kids that mm-hmm. are doing well. The new interest is we're trying to go after and inspire other sororities and fraternities to go after at risk kids. We mm-hmm. want to yeah. save some kids instead of just polishing them up to to perform greatly in college. And that's yeah. kind of a new interest that we have. I
2: can mm-hmm. imagine. Yeah. It sounds like a a daunting task, but yeah. a very rewardful task as well. Yeah. I mean, it
1: because um, I work with the uh, Coffee Creek Sunny Kids program uh, here in Edmond teaching martial arts. And um, you would, if you're not around that community that needs that, Mm-hmm. kind of help and mentorship, then you don't really know about it. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I like to do is bring my brown belts and black belts as my students over there to see that, one, you have a, a lot of privileges uh, within your own uh, community and family, but, two, you can you can make an impact. You don't have to wait until you're an instructor or an adult. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of these kids just need other kids to be around to, to show them a uh, positive outlook because everybody has some kind
0: of struggle um, in their daily life. Yeah, yeah. yeah the exactly. positive outlook is just so important and the term we use a lot is we're trying to change the mindset of these kids as mm-hmm. it relates to careers and the view of education yeah. why it's important and how behavior certain behavior oh, yeah. has consequences <laughs> has mm-hmm. consequences. That's one thing that we're really 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 working hard to teach. Yes. I remember I tell
1: well, I tell my guys that whether you get a positive or negative feedback Uh, that's 100% your fault. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, what you put into it, you'll get out. Mm -hmm. So make sure that you're living in a manner um, that is respectful of the kind of lifestyle your parents want you to leave because you're a reflection of your parents, your grandparents, your teachers, everybody that you're around. So with that on your mind, you should, you know, in theory, you should be behaving Mm -hmm. um, in a tolerable manner. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, it's going to be understandable that you're going to be goofy and stuff because you're kids, but I mean, at, at the end of the day, you reflect somebody's somebody else's commitment to you so um now in the in in my intro i, I hope one day that i'll have an intro <laughs> that long when somebody's interviewing me but um <laughs> you worked with ibm mm-hmm. um i want you to kind of go in and tell us a little bit about
0: that because uh, you worked there for over 30 years yeah, I worked in sales and uh, was the first black salesman for IBM in Oklahoma City, and that was really interesting because you're you're working with the top notch executive level of the companies when you're trying to sell million dollar solutions, mm-hmm. and so it was. Uh, it but you had to be very flexible. Uh, uh, I was uh, blessed uh, to have some very conservative buyers that when uh, when they got to know me better, they bought big solutions, mm-hmm. and uh, one thing that helped from a culture point of view, is that, uh, is that the thing that distinguished uh, my success over yeah. some others is showing that I really care. Yeah. And that's a poor, yeah. little bit a part of my culture as compared that. I didn't want to sell you just a solution. I wanted it to work for you. And folks kind of sensed that, and mm-hmm. it really made a difference. I did not want... That for you to get that and then just leave and say good luck, yeah. uh, and, uh, okay. Yeah. And and it, and it really made a difference. I uh, I really enjoyed enjoyed the work uh, with IBM. Okay. And you said that that was a part of your culture. So tell us a little bit about your upbringing. Oh gosh, I'll be <laughs> I'll be really net, but uh, folks will uh, some folks will laugh if they hear this. Is at I was raised on a farm, and so we were up early, you know, hard work. We had chickens and cows and. And we had to do hay in the morning and go uh, break the ice on the pond when it was cold so the cattle could eat and all that. Mm -hmm. And I was in Future Farmers of America with that corduroy jacket. (laughs) Uh, And so uh, 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 it's a small town close to Muskogee is where I I grew up. And uh, that work ethic, uh, we had... Uh, a small gas station, a store, and this was in a rural area. And my uh, dad worked three jobs. Uh, mm-hmm. My mother was a teacher, and so we had a real interesting background, one that we were kind of proud of, and I hope this doesn't come across way. It was seven children, and six of mm-hmm. us were valedictorians. Oh, well, a lot, okay. of, yeah. But a <laughs> lot of it was tied to that education mindset and mm-hmm. culture that we grew up in, and that's why I know how to appreciate that and how when mm-hmm. you don't have it, you need someone else to try to kind of help introduce you to what mm-hmm. – what that mindset can do for you in achieving yeah, yeah.
1: Right. Inter- information changes situations and and without that uh you're kind of led astray by other people that don't have a sense of what the worth of education is and then you get stuck in this little bitty pond the frog in the pond you have any thoughts on that richard
2: uh no it actually sounds like how my um uh, my mom was raised uh, she was raised on a farm out in Chandler, oklahoma and mm-hmm. She was, you used to tell me about those stories about how to go out there <laughs> and break in the pond and, uh, you know, the hay and the chickens and getting the eggs from the chickens and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we
0: had uh, we would buy the little small chicks and raise them and then compete in 4 with them. Uh, <laughs> And uh, there's nothing like, oh, this doesn't sound bad, <laughs> of getting, of, uh, you know, wringing the neck of a chicken and then just, what, 30 minutes later eating it. You mm-hmm. haven't had chicken until you had a fresh one, yeah. <laughs> And it had to be cooked in a cast iron skillet. It was very, very hot <laughs> grease. That made a difference, too. Yeah, just you
1: hear it popping like a firework. <laughs> right, right. Man, there's, some, there's something about being raised in small. i from from Anadarko. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, Anadarko, Oklahoma, Indian capital. Um, and I remember my, we had perfectly functioning cars, but we walked everywhere. Mm -hmm. So like if there's any, at any point in time, my car's down, I would like a rental car, Mm -hmm. but I'm always prepared to walk. My grandpa instilled that kind of work. And I think that's kind of what separates some of, um, the people that live in a suburban culture from, from that farm lifestyle, that, that country life. Yeah. (laughs) Cause I remember driving early too, (laughs) driving Mm -hmm. away or you got country roads, don't Mm -hmm. have to worry about getting in wrecks. And uh, I got a funny story about my uncle Garfield. Uh, They had a rooster that was uh, a little wily at at their house and uh, it would always mess with him, always peck him and chase him down. So one day, I guess he had like a bad day and that rooster came around the side of the house looking at him and chasing him. He ran in the house, got his pistol, ran out the front door. My mom loves telling this story, dove out and did like a barrel roll and came up and shot the rooster. And little did he know, it was the wrong one. And the (laughs) the one came back around and chased him back in
0: the house. So, did a barrel roll. That sounds like the Garfield that I know. (laughs) (laughs) But um,
1: so your your uh, family life. You said your dad had three jobs. Your mom was a teacher, Hmm. and that had to leave a very distinct impression. Because I know my mom is a single mother, and she had to. Work in the city While I stay with my grandparents And that left an impression on me You know Whatever's going on Don't I mean It's very hard Not to complain about work But don't complain about work Do what you need to For your family And, and push forward And
0: would I be correct To assume
1: that's Yeah thing? absolutely
0: Work ethic He did uh, construction And then farm And then raised cattle So those were the kind of Three And I guess the fourth would be We had a store For the know it was primarily For the black community Okay
1: um, Community is, is, is The subject today um, and we're going to kind of come back to to your past, but as far as the U.S., I know I'm viewing everything, and you hit on it with the fraternity trying to pull the fraternities and sororities together to give back to these at-risk kids. Um, within the United States, it's, we're very divided. One is as different cultures, but everybody wants to claim to be Americans without understanding mm-hmm. um, what it means to be American. So I want to hear your thoughts on that. What is it that you... Um, are not deemed worthy, but what do you think an American
0: is or what is your ideal of American? What, what do you model yourself as? Uh, yeah, I, One thing they're very sensitive to is that I'm kind of reminded of how America was founded and the values and I think that was, that's, that was very precious and then when you've, been, when you've been a part of being not looked at and treated unfairly, you have mm-hmm. just great sensitivity for any group That is that is treated that way. I I was taken back by being in a forum oh about well three weeks ago where uh, the uh, an American Indian leader was talking about the struggles that he had had in getting an education mindset for his kids to get them Mm -hmm. to dream. Mm -hmm. And he said that when you come and talk to our kids to try to get them to inspire them, he said the people that come that come and talk to my uh, uh, kids. It works better when they look like me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because yeah. sometimes folks think that we we just, you know, come up with that. Yeah. But I'm, I, I'm incredibly uh, excited about the possibilities of America. But, you know, I just struggle with how much even today we really don't understand each other. We mm-hmm. don't understand the different cultures and don't appreciate that. And that's what America was founded on.
1: Exactly. We, we talked about America being a melting pot a couple of episodes ago. And people just aren't tolerant of one another. I mean, and I think it stems from everybody. I mean, the blame game. Everybody Mm -hmm. wants to blame everybody else for what's happening. But nobody wants to to take and point their finger at themselves or look in the mirror. And the same thing is whenever you could have this, this works in in, and I'm pulled back to my my uh, marriage. Like there was a time where we just be harping on negative stuff and the negative stuff didn't come that often. But it, the way that we talked about it or the if we had arguments or anything, you would think it was back to back to back like we weren't happy at all. And I said, why are we so quick to notice and take a hold of the negative stuff versus all the positive stuff? Mm-hmm. And then we reevalued. And, and since then, we have a better relationship and understanding because, you know, it's better to think about all the positive and go from there than harp on the negative because the negative can just it just baggage just weighs weighs you
0: down. I agree, I agree That's why it's so important to me That not just in presidential Elections, governors, Mm -hmm. mayors And all that, is that I really respect those folks that really have a genuine interest in making the community that they govern better. Mm-hmm. That, you know, to have a president that really cares, a mayor that really cares about all the people yeah. and they really believe that, mm-hmm. boy, that they can make a huge difference. And I, I just feel, am hopeful that we'll, we'll see more and more of that as time goes on right now. I don't feel, I don't yeah. feel we're there. Yeah.
1: Cause I can't, I can't think of president. I can't see a future for presidents. Uh, at this point, the way that the you know the candidates are, are rolling in and stuff like that, I can't see what that future is for the presidents. I can't see the the future for for the U.S. Richard, how you feel hmm. about any of those topics? Hmm. <laughs> because uh, I know we had some stuff off air that we talked about.
2: Yeah, and um, I mean, I do see a future. Um, I, I just like I, I don't see a future in the presidents, or I don't see a future in America. Uh, I think America always had this problem, unfortunately, between the divide. And because, you know, America, for the long part of America's life, was established on divide. Mm -hmm. Um... So I think right now with it being, like as we were talking off air, being the digital age, which I'm happy for, it's the digital age, (laughs) because that's my business. (laughs) And and you're dragging some
0: of the rest of us along. Thank you. (laughs) Exactly. Whipping all you
2: guys, all you sheep along. Come on, come on to daddy. But um, uh, that we are part of digital age, a lot of the skeletons in the closet, if I can use that, uh, for America is now being... know plastered out yeah not just from experience Mm kind of how we was mentioned off air no not like you know uh hey this happened to me but you know no that didn't happen to you but now people can actually have proof proof you know know, videos from their phones from screenshots from people with their messaging on facebook Mm -hmm. and all Mm -hmm. this stuff so it's almost more like You know, there's America's leaving like this paper trail of the skeletons that's in the closet. So now they're coming out. And now since it's such a, everybody has a a bigger voice. Now people are demanding a change. Now people are saying, why should I have to go through this? Why are you putting me through this? Mm -hmm. You know, whether you're black, whether you're uh, Hispanic, whether you're, you know, even Asian or whatever. You're Muslims Mm -hmm. or whatever your ethnicity is, you know uh when it comes to your skin color or what you believe that's something that you know through the paperwork america should be all free and gravy mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. it but you know america is built on multiple different nations multiple different backgrounds multiple different cultures religions yeah. so the normal instinct of a human is to kind of ah Yeah,
1: don't want that change. Uh,
2: I want this change. Or this isn't this isn't what I believe. So you must be wrong. (laughs) Yeah, because it makes you feel uncomfortable. It makes you feel uncomfortable. So um, I I think you know, it's just skeletons coming out the
0: closet. Yeah, Yeah. but I did did like one of the 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 initiatives Obama had when he first came in that I just he only kind of brings it up. Uh, every now and then now is that his focus on education Mm -hmm. he thinks the best way that you can change the plight of the disadvantaged Mm -hmm. is to provide uh, or have you know some initiatives that that produce better more educated people Mm -hmm. and the best way to help you know, people of color is to find some creative ways, whatever creative ways we can to, yeah. to present a more educated group to the workforce that reduces mm-hmm. the correctional uh, yeah. issues. And it, it just reduces so much if we can find, use all the creativity and energy that we can to improve that.
2: Yeah. 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 If you don't mind, let me ask him a couple no, of questions. Fine. All right. So uh, since we're talking about education right now, um, what was your line after, you know, grew up in a small town in Oklahoma, uh what what was your i guess vision uh of yourself when you start going to college or looking for a college to go to
0: well i guess one uh uh i went to a junior college prior to going or you've you know some of us a little bit of a finance issue Mm -hmm. uh and had a little expertise in computers and majored in computer science at at a junior college okay and so i had no idea what that career would lead to i just know that computers was something that back then for African Americans it wasn't there wasn't very many people majoring in that yeah. and I thought my opportunities would be greater mm-hmm. if I stayed in that field okay. but I had no idea kind of where where it would lead they taught us how to program to write computer programs and all that while I was in school and so that that was my first entry into the technology world was uh, uh, designing systems and writing programs to get computers to to solve problems mm, and then and then I, I migrated into sales from there
2: okay, okay okay let me also ask you this one question when was it where i'm assuming it had to happen in your heart mm-hmm. that you start having that passion where i have to help my community because you mentioned something off-air, and you can go into if you want to, about your viewpoint on Black Lives Matter. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> no, uh, no, actually, uh, that's, a, that's a real interesting and I'll try to net that out. It, it, it actually was twofold. One, uh, my pastor, Cooper, at Prospect Church, he uh, uh, selected a couple of us to go through a transformational church training so we can come back and teach our congregation about how to be a transformational church. Mm-hmm. And one of the key elements of that training was that churches, not just churches that look like us, if they're going to grow and prosper and do what God wants them to do, they need to invest a significant amount of energy in outreach. And so our church work should not be inside the walls. It should be outside. That really resonated with me. And then what got me into this boys thing was that a line brother of mine mm-hmm. got early dementia, like at fifty, mm-hmm. and he has a boy, and the boy was like twelve at the time. And mm-hmm. the wife, would we used to go out to dinner together, said, "Ken, I just really need some help, and I need. Can you help me find some groups within the city that might be yeah. able to help him?" And so I went on an intense research thing to kind mm-hmm. of find some groups to do that, and discovered that one there for the middle school boy there wasn't much out there. And what I also yeah. discovered that, that that middle school group is a group that feeds our correctional system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I identify, yeah. I, I identify just a real need there. So it was a perfect storm of, of trying to help out a friend and then learning from a church perspective that if we're going to make make a difference in society, we have to go out, go out there and help the people that are really hurting. Now, this is where I was because I'm going to be very transparent in that. I'm very big in scholarships, work with three or four different scholarship groups, and we were blessing a lot of folks that were already doing well. Mm. You know, you win the scholarship because you're doing well with that, but we weren't doing hardly anything with the kids that were losing along the way. And so that was the impetus, and that's what kind of stirred me in doing that, because I can kind of say, even being from the country, (laughs) I came a little bit from a privileged background, and Mm -hmm. I'd had great economic success in the corporate world. And so some folks were taken back and said, why are you doing this? Because you didn't come from the inner city. And it was just those two experiences that caused me to kind of look at what my job should be differently.
2: And I think that's a beautiful thing because, uh, you know, those two key elements was, you know, God and also one to, the passion to help others. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's just a beautiful thing, yeah. I tell you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and on that note, let's take a short break hey everybody this is elijah bailey with the elijah bailey show now i know what you're thinking who is this guy and what is this show about i'm a martial arts champion 12-time oklahoma state champion i've been around the world well actually around the u.s my ass. i'm also a fitness expert i'm the owner and the founder of bailey lifestyle and fitness I'm also a podcaster a streamer on twitch video game expert and i also am a manga and anime how would you say this God. Now, if you guys want to follow me, follow the Elijah Bailey Show on Facebook, and also follow Bailey Lifestyle Fitness on Facebook. You can find everything you need to know about both of my businesses right there. Also, follow me on Twitter at eBaileyFitness and Instagram at eBaileyFitness. Make sure tune in to tune into the shows provided to you by Black and Studios in Oklahoma. back from our, our small commercial break. Um, that commercial sounded pretty well, Richard.
2: Darn right it did. It uh, came from me. <laughs> <laughs> so I know last time I kind of questioned you on the on the Yeah, the I mean, so, so disrespectful. <laughs> so disrespectful. What he's talking about, Ken, is um, if you ever go listen to his uh, other episodes, which you can find them at where, Mr. Bailey?
1: You can find the episodes on iTunes or Podbeam or Facebook at The Elijah Bailey Show. Okay. So I sent you a friend request. So as soon as you accept that, I'll immediately tag you to, to the
2: show page. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, and I'll probably end up tagging you to the Black and Studios page mm-hmm. where you can be in contact with us and, um, you know, be able to. Because you're a part of the family now. You're like, yeah, a, you're yeah, like an right. extended cousin right now. Yeah, I like
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. You, you can continue to pull me into, yes, the, into the, yes, this, yes. this media world that you're in. Yes, yeah. yes.
2: It's this positive media world that, that we strive on over here yes. at and Studios. But... Yeah. Um, Yes, you did disrespect me in the last episode. He was—he didn't know if I could make a commercial sound good or not. No, no, I and, said
1: are you gonna put music on, and you—yeah—and you, said, yeah, and you man, looked at me like I'm looking at you again. How dare you?
2: <laughs> I hear that, music before but, you even but, the the, the, <laughs> the words even come out your mouth. I hear music to what you're you, saying already. When I listened to uh, episode six, that's getting ready to drop, you
1: know, today, today. later today, uh, I did hear you ask me if I knew a movie. So I guess I kind of of balances out. You don't need to ask me if I know movies or not. So okay, I'll so, I'll
2: let you slide on that one. I'll, I will but it, let slide it, it, it on did weigh one. on my heart a little bit. Yeah, it Should have. <laughs> I was very <laughs> insulted. And then like last night when I was uh throwing the commercial, yeah, I'm bringing it back up. I'm, I'm going, I'm going there. <laughs> when I was putting the, the commercials together, I was like, How dare he? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna even find two different tracks. And, okay, and, at first I'm gonna use the same music track, and I was like, No, I'm gonna find two different uh, yeah. tracks. I'm gonna edit them together. No, let me master these and save them as a different archive, that, that so I can always conf- use them.
1: A little bit of conflict that we had yeah. brought out something better they some better. It would have already been
2: there. Um, yeah, wow. this is natural talent. But uh, <laughs> we're here
1: on the Elijah Bailey Show with Mister Ken Lawson. How are you doing? Just, I'm doing well. Yeah, we had our first commercial break, and and before we went to break, you were talking about the Boys Institute, and and I kind of want to go on that. What? Um, I mean, we already know why you created that institute and the initiative. So tell us a little bit more about it. What's the mission and
0: and the function and where are you guys at today with that? Okay, Yeah, we're uh, in our second year and uh, it started the uh, uh, summer, like in, I guess, maybe in June, about two years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, it started as a brainstorm from the two episodes, two situations that I told you about. Mm -hmm. One of our, our two primary goals was to reduce the involvement on crime by the boys, our targeted boys. Mm-hmm. And then the other was to reduce that dropout ratio. Yeah. Now, it was appalling when I looked into it to see in the, on our northeast schools what that dropout rate, rate is. And it yeah. often happens in that transition from middle school to high school. Mm-hmm. And uh, we intentionally picked uh, some of the, the lowest performing schools you know, to go after and I can tell you that there was a lot of apprehension by me Mm -hmm. and the brothers that said, okay, Ken, I'm with you, is what these boys would be like. Because I would be talking to some people casually. (laughs) You're doing what you're you're purposely going after that group. They are going to skin you alive. (laughs) And and to our surprise, uh, uh, the boys really, really, their behavior, general behavior was really good, and they were like sponges. They really were excited uh, to meet with us So that part has worked really well. And the other kind of pleasant surprise that we've uh, had is that when I went to the corporate community and explained what we were trying to do, it was just a huge uh, surprise, the support that we got, you but know, got, the Chickasaw yeah. Nations, the uh, Sandwich, yeah. mm-hmm. the OG&E, the AT&T. Uh, and uh, we just got a recent surprise in that. Well, we've been preaching that the fraternity needs to do more of this well, mm-hmm. it came out with a grant program from mm-hmm. our national office. We applied nice. for it and got a, just last week, got a $12,000 grant mm-hmm. to help support what we're doing. So we really do feel like we're on the right page. Mm-hmm. Uh, the part that's been been a, a little bit of a surprise to me, too, is that once we connect with the kids and the parents, you used the term earlier, you know, your family now, well, uh, when there are issues with the boys and everything, Many of the single parent, you know, mostly moms, mm-hmm. will contact us oh, yeah. and ask us to help. While I was waiting in the driveway this morning, got a text from mom saying, so-and-so is having this problem. He's left school and everything. Can you help me? Can you go mm-hmm. by to school? Yeah. And so the, the mission is just far beyond the teaching sessions that we oh, have. Yeah. And what we do is that we, we uh, with our funding, uh, the at-risk kids, mm-hmm. you can't get them to come because they already don't have the mindset for education. Yeah. I mean, many of them. And you can't, you clearly can't get many of the parents to pick them up. Some of it is finance issues and Mm -hmm. everything. And so we intentionally pick them up, you know, from school. When they first get there, get to our deal, we feed them. We feed them uh, premium food. I mean, it's the Chick fil A, it's the canes and all that. Mm -hmm. And then we have a segment called Man Talk. The Man Talk is a 30 minute segment where we just talk to them about life skills, about things that you're going to kind of need to eventually go up to be. A a good man and a good citizen. Mm -hmm. And we've had some great interchanges there. And then we also have a one-hour segment where we bring in a speaker. And most of the speakers are talking about careers and trades, Mm -hmm. potential careers and trades. And uh, our donors have been real excited about the dual path of trades and college because Mm -hmm. uh, our deal is that – you cannot raise a family on minimum wage income. And we yeah. and we preach that and preach that, and I think they're getting that. That's and so way. we bring in some successful uh, uh, folks that look like us that mm-hmm. are in the area of plumbing and electrician and all that, and they talk mm-hmm. about how they got there and show them kind of how they're living now. And the boys, I think, are getting that. We partner with the VOTEX, so we go out to the VOTEX and let them see some of that training in action. So we we, we think we're doing a pretty good job of opening their mind and getting them to think about the possibilities. Yeah. Uh, and we're still working. They're still working progress and trying to get them to understand how behavior has oh, consequences. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, behavior. Yeah. So that's the part that with that, that we're still, because uh, they still do, like I did at that age, you know, kind of dumb things. And, we, <laughs> yeah. and, and we're telling them that if you're going to be a Porter Alpha Boys Institute, that's the behavior that's not acceptable. Not acceptable.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um if you don't mind me asking what uh, what schools are you guys in right now? We started
0: out with Moon and we've expanded to Douglas and Millwood and Northeast. Yeah,
1: yeah we worked with uh Millwood and, and Douglas and uh Kip Reach and Moon uh with the gear up program mm-hmm. and, and and a couple couple years ago with martial arts and mentoring and then we ran into the, the same deal people want to skip and and uh not be at school mm-hmm. or or still wanna act out and again you're representing the people that are investing time in mm-hmm. you once you understand that and again with repetition you start to to realize i need to be doing something more with myself so i think that's that's very commendable and i like that like you said that the parents are invested now to where they can contact you because it is hard for a single parent let alone a two-parent house if you're already having trouble with your kid doing what they're supposed to mm. and to have that positive uh mentor and a positive group backing um the kind of values and the kind of decisions mm-hmm. that you want your child to make it makes it easier for you to relate to them and and, and to to believe in what they're doing. So yeah,
0: this most of the boys, uh, particularly at risk ones, they seem to really appreciate us. Uh, they really do, and uh, I can to be transparent again. Go right ahead. It was, it was real enlightening to me as I am part of dropping folks home and and I'm introduced to certain situations that parents have: job loss, mm-hmm. uh, illness, this kind of thing. I have a greater appreciation for some of the home situations yeah. that are out there, some of the yeah. very real problems yeah. that are out there that contribute to the kids kind of acting, acting out up. and yeah. mm-hmm. all that. So I uh, we're more sensitive to that, and we now this year we are introducing a lot of parenting seminars on Saturday to try yeah. to, help, to help help uh, the yeah, nice help the parents. And so some of the kids don't understand how they should respect the parents and how they should. Yeah. And so having someone that's a professional in that kind of explain to them, this is how that interaction, you know, mm-hmm. should work. And that's been, uh, that's been, mm-hmm. that's been very helpful. We're, that's new to us. We only had one session and we're going to try to have four or five in the spring.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. Because there is that, that boundary
1: whether it's it's uh, a father and son a mother and daughter or uh, a son and mother that no matter what your parents says they don't know what they're talking about somebody else can come in and say the mm-hmm. same exact thing mm-hmm. like oh well okay that makes sense and then the, the parents i have because i get to see the immediate reaction from the parents uh at the martial arts school and one of the parents will be like all right you need to bend your front knee and no well we need to ask mr bailey mr bailey do i need to bend my front knee? <laughs> yes i mean your parents sit here for an hour in the back watching what you do so that way you'll be more successful. Mm-hmm. So you need to listen to your parents, and it, it just you need that buffer there to reinforce those family
0: values. Um, yeah, we've uh, we've been blessed. In addition to the fraternity, we we lead this effort, but we've been getting some volunteers from churches. Uh, mm-hmm. Some are corporate donors. They have uh, they allow the their employees mm-hmm. to come and help us. And so the effort of working with the boys have been. It's not just been our fraternity. It's been what we call friends of our fraternity.
1: And that goes back to what I said in the beginning. If you guys are listening, there's many different components to uh, these initiatives and, and to these programs. It's not just um, one person with an idea. It's the same principle we've been hitting on the last couple of weeks. It takes a village. Mm-hmm. So you need to, to reach out to that community. Um you said the the fraternity. I wanna ask you uh how you decided to choose your fraternity and, and then that, that kind of process. Before we get on that, if okay. you don't
2: mind. No, no, no. Uh I did hear about your uh the, the boys
0: uh, uh what is it called? The boys the boys club? No, right. the, the Alpha Boys Institute. The Institute. Alpha Boys uh-huh. Institute. Uh-huh. That's I official did name.
2: actually uh, the Alpha Boys Institute I actually did hear about that, um when one Mike One Voice was doing their live show. Mm-hmm. Someone called in uh advertising Uh, the institution so for any listeners right now they want to get in contact with you guys or anything like that how can they get in contact
0: oh okay uh we have our website and boy i tell you if you put (laughs) alpha boys institute if you just do the search for that it will come up uh, in oklahoma city the other would be just to contact uh, me at um Lawson one two seven at att I'll repeat that: L A W S O N one two seven at att dot um, And what uh we're we're full right now. In fact, we're over capacity. Our plan was to do forty five boys, and we wound up having fifty five. And so we're yes. having to kind of turn folks away uh, mm-hmm. this fall. But if you're interested in finding out more about it for next fall. We'll be glad to do that because we're having. A, uh, what, what, what my dream is is that this is we, what I want to hear. Yes, is, uh, is to have you know some some brotherhood organization within churches mm-hmm. and some of the other fraternities to uh, start uh, institutes just like this, so we can reach more boys. Mm. And so when we when we when we do that, well then then we won't have that backlog that yeah. we're finding now. The word's out now, and we have quite a few parents trying to contact. Us now and and you know boys just being boys, the yeah. last last three sessions, the kids are so excited about it, they're just bringing one of their friends. Well, there's mm-hmm. an enrollment yeah. process, and so <laughs> yeah. and once once they get there, it's harder by saying, "Wow, well, I'm bringing someone so because this is good and he needs this." And I said, God, and we we found a way to try to include them, and so uh, we're pretty excited about about changing lives. That's mm-hmm. our motto, and yeah. that we want to change some lives. Yeah, yeah. And, um,
2: and how could people um I'm pretty sure you guys are probably open for volunteer work. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Oh, yes, absolutely. So could people go to the website and also contact you if they're uh, considering volunteering? volunteering For Oh,
0: absolutely. Yeah, we would love to have some disavowing. We have the normal process since you're working with Oklahoma City Schools, so there's a background Mm check, and I'm sure that won't be an issue for many, but that's one thing that that we've assured the parents and our donors, that the people that we have working with these precious kids, you know, Mm -hmm. will be folks that that have passed background checks. But, yeah, we'd love to have you. Everything is very structured, very organized, and you can come and plug in. The key time is from 4 to 6. And some folks Mm -hmm. have been able to go in early, like at 7 and Mm -hmm. get off at 4, you know, and help us. But uh, we meet from, like, about 3 to 6. But the core time in interfacing with our boys is from 4 to 6, and it's just twice a month. It's on Wednesdays, twice a month. So it's not just a huge interference with your daily work schedule if you do have some time. Mm -hmm. And, And they can also contact me, Ken Lawson. Uh, four, four, one, zero, 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 four, four, five, of course, four, four, one, zero,
2: zero, zero, four. Mm-hmm. You just reading my mind. I was just about to ask you to plug that in again. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: before we go to your alpha history, um, uh, most people would, would probably wonder why are we just uh, singling out boys? And I know, uh, and I'll ask you this question, but from my experience, um, most of the issues that I see with, with young uh, females, is from stupid boys boys, (laughs) because they're not being taught how to be Mm -hmm. a male or a man or how to interact, and so that causes some problems. Yes, uh, young females have the same problems, but the incarceration rate for young black males is higher. And from that alone, before they even get incarcerated, there's many things that go awry in school and that lead to – you know, whatever it could be bullying, uh, picking on rape scenarios. So we're trying to change the outset and the mindset mm-hmm. of those boys and show them something positive. And, and that in turn will help, um, the female students as well. But I mean, what is your, what is your thought on that?
0: Yeah, no, that's interesting that you'd bring that, bring that up is that, uh, after opening the door, this backdoor door, what I discovered in working with the teachers and everything, Oh my goodness. The girls' situation mm-hmm. is almost as bad as the boys, and so I, I have taken it on my and and you know the girls will put that when I came by one time <laughs> they put their hands on the hip. <laughs> what are you going to do for us? What about us? Mm-hmm. You don't care anything about us, yeah. and so we've I've had three or four meetings with a couple of leading sororities mm-hmm. yeah. about starting a, a girls' institute that will mirror you know what we're doing, and so yeah. that's uh, that's in progress. They're they're asking for ways to get funding like we've gotten, and we've had four meetings already and they're, uh, uh my wife's going to be a part of it. Nice. And they're talking about talking about starting as early as March, but that's oh, wow. that, that, okay. that very much in need, but I'd like to see, you know, that's all that coming. I was mm-hmm. going to ask glad Yeah. Yeah. that, uh, that, uh, and, and it's all about making decisions because we look at this incarceration rate and, uh, while I was there at the trial, the host call trial, you know, I, I was taken back by one, you know, how horrible this cop was, Yeah. I was also taken back listening to the ladies testify. So mm-hmm. two of them testified, they're in orange suits and they told a little bit about their background and yeah. kind of the bad habits that they've gotten into and all that. And I said, those are people that may have been saved. Yeah. If yeah. someone was working with them at 13 yeah. or 14 or 15, there somehow they got to that point. Mm-hmm. And so I left there, you know, saying that while I really want this person to get justice, I left there with a greater passion for us to try to change yeah. the lives and the plight of some of these girls mm-hmm. that grow up to be women that make bad choices. Yeah.
1: If you can, uh, um, if you can, uh, be aware and observe and, and notify or, um, notice what a, a problem is or a bad decision is, you can avoid it mm-hmm. because that cop, Purposely picked, oh, mm-hmm. and and that's the same thing for any kind of of um, attacker. They will stalk their prey, mm-hmm. find out the habits, and find the weakest one mm-hmm. they can pick out of the group. And then, they're, they're, because
0: if they tell you no know, one would believe them, exactly, that's, exactly. What, that's yeah. what they yeah.
1: And I could I could not believe that he was crying because he was found guilty based off his actions. Then he looked at the at the juror, the jury, and said, "Well, how could you do this to me?"
2: Ain't nothing like getting slapped reality. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just I, I mean it, it. Did you say you were there? Was it was it pretty emotional?
0: Uh, I wasn't there at the verdict. Now yeah. I came I came out to support our women by just you know, we wanted our fraternity took the mm-hmm. younger guys Garfield and all them saying yeah. hey Alpha needs to show presence yeah. in that room to show our black women that that we care right. about them and we love them and I was there but I have an even bigger passion in playing a role to to help organizations to yeah. be formed to keep, you know, ladies from getting in that situation, yeah, the situation. or they can be taken advantage of like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, it's be,
1: twofold. Yeah, I don't have any kids yet. But but to think that that could happen to my son or daughter and and uh, there's a big disconnect with society that is um, noticing and aware of that kind of stuff, it's just, that's just crazy. It just blows my mind. And it's like, man, I, I mean, again, how how are these kids going to be raised if they don't have any positive influences and role models and, and they're gravitating towards more uh being more socially active mm-hmm. oh, absolutely and for for my stuff like i'm getting ready to to be on my phone now that's where my notes are but i look on my <laughs> phone for, for work the majority of the time and i have people with their heads down they're sitting at dinner on their phones playing games not even interacting nobody's aware of what's going on and if they are aware can they do something about it besides lift up their phone and record it uh, it's just a, a troubling time right now. But I think the, the work that you guys are doing are going to uh, produce and, and provide uh, better citizens mm-hmm. that will, can actually stand up and lead because you said you and your wife, your wife's going to help.
0: Yeah. She's uh, a, she leads. And I do want to put a very positive plug for her. She leads a reading program called whiz kids mm-hmm. and she's a coordinator and uh, she's working hard that as we do reading t- tutoring, Part of our push is to have people that look like us that are there working uh-huh. with those, yeah. uh, those kids. She's been doing that for about five or six years, and uh, mm-hmm. and it's it's making a difference. And we've got a lot of church volunteers uh, we're led by. Our pastor is really big on outreach. I think he got the outreach pastor of the year this last year. Mm-hmm. But he's, he's, he's teaching us, hey, I, I want this church to work. I want all our ministries to grow, mm-hmm. but we've got to be making a difference in the community. Exactly, yeah, yeah exactly.
1: Uh, did you have a question
0: before I go into mine?
1: No, go right ahead. Oh, I was just going. <laughs> all right, so so we got into that. Why why the boys? And now we know that there's there's going to be a girls' institute and a girls' initiative. Um, tell us about your history with the A-phi-A as Oh uh, no, it's,
0: it's it's very it's pretty simple. It's not anything. But uh, uh, I was uh, come from a small town, as I told you, and everything. Mm-hmm. And these very distinguished men out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, which was about an hour away, chose to give me a scholarship. And uh, we had one member of the fraternity that went to our little small school, and he's the one that gave them my name. And they gave me a, what was felt as a sizable scholarship. They brought us up to a banquet, and they had all this nice food. They're dressed in these nice suits. And I was just taken back about, you know, what they did for what I call this little country boy and everything. And they had all these big schools in Tulsa. Why did you come all the way out? And, and, and that just stuck with me. Hmm. And so when I got to college, I said, you know, and they, you know, doing the recruiting and all that, and I said, I, 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 uh, I think I'd like to be a part of that organization that reached out to me. So that's that's how it yeah. simply got started. So
2: yeah. Giving back is like hardcore in your blood, huh?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, I believe it now. The, <laughs> the, the folks, the things that folks would laugh about to be get transparent is that, is that for young people you know i'm i'm a grandpa and all that can you really relate to these young people can you really and so some folks and you have this corporate background where you're working with all these folks that have stuff you know are you going to be able to relate mm-hmm. you know yeah. to yeah. to that and, and but, fortunately yeah. I, i'm learning there but i'm i was blessed enough to have young people like friends of, of garfield your yeah. uncle uh to work with these young people because they can they know yeah. the Saying they know the buzzwords, they know. The, yeah, you know, right. I'm I'm the organizer, and they're the ones that that actually day to day talk and yeah. and know what the code. They can look at somebody and say, "I know what's going on." I can't. I don't have that same gift. Yeah, I mean, for for
1: the, the <laughs> you make a good point. Like for me, I can sit there and listen to my grandpa and other little people, and then. Uh, be set on actually learning something while I'm talking to them because time is precious and we don't have a lot of it. And then when you get especially I'll be turning 29, getting close to 30, uh time just flies by. Mm-hmm. Like I did not know we were this deep into December, my birthday is next week. So it's it's crazy, but the kids nowadays, they're the the relationship of how time is perceived by them is just different. Mm-hmm. And there's so many things now that they identify with, so many choices and options uh for them to be somebody different or to express them. So I think it's more, we're more tolerant of people expressing different parts of themselves now, which does make it harder because now I'm not just a, um, a musician slash uh, cartoon artist slash mm-hmm. video game mm-hmm. person. I, I have probably two or three other different personalities along with that. And I, I'm glad that um, yeah, you mentioned relating because mm-hmm. if you can't relate, there's no way that you can get in there to teach. Yeah, yeah we, we, brought,
0: we were blessed to have a uh, volunteer from Boeing. He's an engineer and doing very well, making Mm -hmm. a lot of money. And uh, one day we just asked him, you know, uh, one of the boys asked him a question about, about his background and how he grew up. And come to find out, I mean, it was a very compelling story, was that he came from the, from the rough side of Chicago. Mm-hmm. And he didn't even know whether he was going to live. Yeah. And then at, at some point, he he was able to move to a better neighborhood, move to a, a, a high school that had a better education platform. But he said he saw many of his friends get killed. Mm-hmm. and But he yeah. had, had a very, and, and then he said there were a couple of teachers that pulled him aside and saw some promise in him. Yeah. And he said that was behind so, okay. his passion of wanting to give back and be a part, you know, of our uh, institute to, uh, to try to help. And come to find out, he helped us, started last year, and now he's mentor of the year for the yeah. state of Oklahoma. Oh, that's cool. I yeah. mean, you know, when you think about it. But yeah. his, his impetus was, somebody helped him. So yeah. I'm going to help somebody, help yeah. somebody else. Yeah.
1: That's, it's just amazing that all it takes is that. I mean, if you and uh we're going to do a little plug for Michael Eric Owens and Deshaun Thornton. If you go back to episode I do believe 14 and 15 of the 1 Mic 1 Voice show. That's just the recent one last yeah, week mm-hmm. they, they were talk, talking about that. Talk about Chicago and then talk about uh, people being influenced uh like especially Deshaun, he has somebody mentor him in his life so he wants to give back. That's what his legacy is. His legacy is um I do believe he said love love one another, love everybody. Yeah. And uh and he does that through through his counseling and giving mm-hmm. back and some of the same stuff we're talking about today while he was looking at my eyes yeah, so yeah i yeah. told him <laughs> just put yeah, that out there yeah they yeah. <laughs> shine quit looking into richard's eyes yeah but um but listening to these kids and say you know what's going on at home and i mm-hmm. mean that's that is one of the most important parts i can give you all the information in the world but if i don't know what's going on in your mm-hmm. life that might not get through mm-hmm. the struggles and stuff yeah, you know,
0: yeah, I mean, yeah many of these parents bless their heart don't have the skill set to actually yeah. do better yeah and uh, but I do but when you you know do invite them and you have food and everything and you've already shown them that you care about their child they will yeah. come and uh, oh, yeah. and, and we, we really think that we're kind of giving them some better skills yeah. If, I, it, yeah
1: if you are listening and you have kids or you know somebody that could benefit from these programs please contact us you can even contact you can even post something on the Elijah Bailey show page on Facebook um, and then I'm gonna give out my email address today uh, I'll be working on one for the show specifically, uh, but Elijah Bailey, that's E-L-I-J-A-H-B-A-I-L-E-Y 23 at com, and I will get you in contact with the people you need to get in contact with because um, change, I mean, you got to invest in your future. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. If you don't think that children or your kids are the future, then there's something fun- fundamentally wrong with your thinking. Um, uh, Michael said a long time ago, "It's uh, we grow and we evolve and we take in all this information so we can pass the baton on to the next generation mm-hmm. and you want to leave the world in better shape than what you got absolutely absolutely so yeah uh, you look like you had something to say richard
2: just listening uh, just <laughs> taking it in just, just, just taking, taking it, in. it in right now oh my goodness just feeling warm and bubbly inside <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh along
1: with uh ken's long list of achievements and, and the and the programs that he's working with uh you are a father
0: of three correct Yes. And, and, the grand, and grand, grandfather eight. Oh, oh. <laughs> Christmas time is coming up. But, uh, uh, uh yeah, well, when you speak to Christmas, Christmas time, and some of the seniors that are listening will understand this in that I'm retired and I've had to recondition my grandchildren that, hey, fixed income. So, fixed, <laughs> fixed income means that present list, that present list uh-huh. is getting smaller and smaller more. and more reasonable. So, we, uh, yeah. We think we have family that understands that. <laughs> that reminds me. We were
1: watching. Um, I had the cove uh, after my boot camp yesterday. Uh, watch Blackish, and I think that's on ABC with uh, Anthony Anderson, mm-hmm. Lawrence Fishburne, and they were doing an episode called Stuff, and it was because every year. Mm-hmm. He was getting all the Christmas stuff for his kids and Lawrence Fishburne's like, no, nah, you're gonna do uh, Granddad's Christmas. Everybody gets one present, and then like I think, old like, school, old yeah, school, right? and then Thanksgiving dinner was like KFC or something like that. And, oh, it was, but I mean that. I mean people do get carried away with the materialistic side mm-hmm. of it. So I I enjoy being together. My grandma, she hasn't done this in a while. I think it was like three, four Christmas ago, but she sat down and and I don't know if I think it just it, it was just there was a lot of stuff going on in the family. I think it just hit her. And it was on her heart, but she sat down with, I mean, everybody. There's probably 20 people there and went through and said, um, you know, you need to be strong for this and that because I'm not always going to be around. And, and you know, just telling everybody what they need to hear mm-hmm. and that our our family is based off of togetherness. Because, I mean, I don't know everybody in my family, but I I, I know a, a quite a bit of my family. And it's been like that since I've been little. It's We go to all family functions. My grandma and my grandpa both have about nine or eight brothers and sisters, and we try to uh be a part of family and and that that's been stressed my whole life family is there when you need them and i've had the opportunity to to actually learn from that and mm-hmm. try to put myself in those scenarios i think it enriches my perspective of the world today and uh that was one of the deals that was the main theme or topic for that blackish episode so uh abc I think it's ABC that does Blackish. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, it we, is. we, we it for them? Or yeah, something. we could uh, <laughs> use a sponsorship for the show. Uh, but yeah, watch Blackish. Listen to One Mic One Voice. Michael, I need to check. Um, and uh, and we're <laughs> we're here with uh, Mr. Ken Lawson. And let's take a pause for the cause.
0: This is Ken Lawson with the Alpha Boys Institute. We'd just love to have you come and volunteer with our program. Uh, we primarily teach life skills and career and trade options to middle school boys. Most of them are at risk and we're trying to make a difference. If you're interested in helping us or you want to get an interested student in contact with us, I can be reached 405-441-0004. And the email is Lawson, L A W S O N, 127 at ATT.net. We're trying to change lives.
1: I'm Elijah Bailey, and I'm here with Mr. Ken Lawson and
2: Richard Taplin.
1: And we are close to closing this special holiday uh, episode. Um, I wanted to ask you one thing. Um, The Boys Institute uh, program, um, my uncle sent me this article uh, through Facebook, which Mm. I probably would have wanted him to send it to me like in in my mail because it's so long. (laughs) But am I correct to understand that the at-risk youth or this institute uh, was allotted a million dollar grant and only in 28 cities? Mm Mm-hmm. So
0: could you go into that a little bit? Yeah, phase one was just the 28 cities. And fortunately, uh, our our regional organization already knew about what we were doing. And I think they asked, you know, what chapters of what states already mm-hmm. have some things going on that yeah, might sure. fit here. And so uh, we were – the state of Oklahoma was selected. just The state of Oklahoma <laughs> – uh, yes. And then well, you know we applied, and were blessed to get it most of the other cities were those larger cities, so we feel so blessed hey, to wow. to be chosen and we felt like we were we were kind of blazing the trail a little bit, and that's the reason why we were selected but it was the Atlantas the Chicagos. Man. the baltimores the san Francisco's, those were the what the cities we were the only kind of what the I call small that's impressive though
1: that's we, good. Uh, we and that, that million dollar grant was a part of obama's initiative for yeah, yeah
0: juvenile uh, it was the juvenile justice department within obama's administration gotcha. all right yeah that's man that's cuz you think about all these bigger cities you well
1: bigger city means a bigger outreach yeah. to the youth, like Dallas, like you said, Atlanta, yeah. mm-hmm. and yeah. so that would Houston be, was part of yeah, Houston, Houston got one. That would be my main focus for those big cities. Then work your way to the smaller ones. But for Oklahoma to Oklahoma be Oklahoma Star was I know. there yeah. <laughs> for Oklahoma
0: to be adding to that. Yeah, you guys are doing yeah. big things here. Yeah. I, I would love at some point, you know, for this to really grow and there be a featured story on how we as a city Mm -hmm. significantly reduced our dropout rate and all that, by the community banding together and being organized by a program like this and just saying, saying we're going to change and we're going to change the plight of our kids that we that we love. And that would change. I mean,
1: one, it's, it's the whole state of Oklahoma, but two, it's changing the concept because you you were in the Bible belt area and everyone's like, Oh, well they don't want to do this and do that. And then you would think Oklahoma, well, we wouldn't because we live here, but the outside perception is that you want to hit the big cities because they're more tolerant of of different kinds of, of things like this, and the youth risk in that state probably shunned upon, and that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, in In all of my instances with programs that like to mentor and and provide a um, what what am I looking for? Provide a a type of facility and a type of um, curriculum for these for these kids are very very tolerant, mm-hmm. very very giving, very passionate about what they do. And it's it's the same in any other state. If you're going to reach the youth and reach somebody or actually put in effort and invest yourself, you have to, again, you have to be 100% fully invested. You have to give. You have to care for that person, that individual or Absolutely. that group. Absolutely. And that's one thing that, I mean, that's just um, shows somebody's character. I yeah. think these kind of programs uh, don't they They build the the kid's character, but they test your character and test test your your resolve and in
0: uh what you're going to do because it it is trying no you're exactly right and i and I must say this like you have to be transparent is that as we were researching and forming this, I did look at some uh, programs that were put together by the SIGMAS. excellent I did look at the uh, long existing Godwide program of the campus and mm-hmm. got some ideas from that, so they did play a role in in uh shaping this program yeah. uh uh, that we have with an uh, Alpha by Alpha. So, a lot of us collectively are trying to just do some nice. things to change that plight. Uh, but we are the first fraternity. Nice. I, I would <laughs> <laughs> I put
1: would, that stomp down uh, right there. <laughs> I I want to see the, the world, and like you said, the skeletons are coming out of the closet, and we're getting this these big pushes for change, or change is getting dropped upon us. I want to see everybody coming together, and the, and to know that the fraternities and sororities are working mm-hmm, absolutely um, to build these uh, these unified communities. Um, I, I want to see more of that. that just gives for me, a minute,
2: just to jump in. It's okay for skeletons to come out the closet. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, because skeletons come out the closet. Exactly. That's how you grow. That's how you move mm-hmm. on. That's how you fix the problem and learn from the past.
0: Because mm-hmm. um, because like, keep in mind now I. I hope they don't. My brothers don't mind me saying it. It took a little bit of push within our turn to say, "Hey, we need to look at doing some things different." Yeah. So we were not. We were not perfect. Yeah. So we went through a little transformation that that your your uncle oh, was yeah. a part of.
2: I could imagine. I mean, because you guys were, you know, having to. Dabble into a territory that was almost unknown. Yeah, we were comfortable. And We were comfortable, <laughs> we, we maybe. Were comfortable mm-hmm. what we were doing. Uh huh. Yeah, you guys mm-hmm. were comfortable with you know giving the scholarships to the people that mm-hmm. were already performing good right. in school and all this stuff. And now and
0: that would that would be future alphas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah go, already marking the plan, yeah. and
2: now you're gearing towards students, and you're even talking that you guys took some of these students to first tell Votex mm-hmm. where you know they may not ever be an alpha absolutely but that's you a, guys are just purely doing this to mm-hmm. build the better uh, build the community
0: back up yeah the trade program is just that's the part that's real exciting to me I will use an example of one in that they have a training program on on uh uh aircraft maintenance it's hey a, okay. the, the Votex thing yeah. and they come when they come out of that program they can start it in high school they start making $60,000 a year. Oh, I said, yeah. golly, and, and if we get folks to dreaming about that, because mm-hmm. everybody's not down that college path. And yeah. college, particularly at the major university, it's a lot harder. I mean, it really is. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they move you fa- move you to a lot faster. I'm not sure whether I'd be where I am if I had to go through college Again. right now. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really yeah. is a lot harder. And I do think there's great benefits, the law degree go. and the medical degree, but there's another path where you can have a good lifestyle and, and we have one of the best Votex systems in the nation. Yes, yes, We're blessed yes, we to have that. Yeah, well, they like got that. printing and culinary. I mean, some well, of the stuff you can, you can do. And I said, and, and we got to enlighten the parents. Some of the oh, parents yeah. don't know about that. Yeah. About These this, are so. viable
1: options. There's not, nothing to be looked at, uh, down upon or shunned on. Viable options uh, for the future success of your child.
2: And yeah, financially, I'm yeah. um, a lot more um, it, uh, economical. Yeah, economical for? better. Economically better. <laughs> yeah but I ask mean, me a math question there you go <laughs> <laughs> but we have to we have to look
1: at the community and the youth as like the human body and like you said you don't want to become stagnant if you eat just vegetables all the time your body's going to be malnourished nur- doesn't have the meat or, or any of the other stuff so you have to provide a a strong and, and healthy balance i think the the Side of education that you guys are coming in on as well as life skills. No, teaching absolutely. these guys lessons because we can go through school all we want mm-hmm. and still not know how to function in society. Mm-hmm. So to have a strong uh, mentor and a role model to show you. And this goes back to when I said you're, you're, you're working with your wife uh, to see a couple. Like this is how a man should treat a woman. This is how a woman should no, treat absolutely. a man. This is absolutely. what a husband and wife wife look like. And I mean that was – we talked about this on one show when we talked about our wives – it's new to everybody. Nobody knows. I mean, you can watch your parents, but your circumstances are going to be different when you find your partner because mm-hmm. you're going to be, uh, you might be the black sheep of the family, a little bit wild, and then you have to find somebody that counterbalances you. Mm-hmm. And so now you have to try to figure out how to live with with that person and come together. So I think
0: that you guys are doing doing great things. So. Yeah. yeah. And one last book that I think that's been very enlightening to me is that, I've just been amazed at the energy and passion and fortitude of younger members, mm-hmm. the younger brothers of, it, and not just part of that that want to really make a difference. That mm-hmm. is, that kind of fuels me because All I, right. we, we talk about, when nobody wants to help me. They don't care. Oh guys! I mean, the energy and say we want to make a difference. That energy is there. Mm-hmm. Now we just need to get some of the older heads like us to kind yeah. of open that door and really allow, you know, many of us, the big role I play is funding, getting mm-hmm. funding for yeah. it. And, but the energy and the passion and, and, and working with the boys and listening and all that, you know, mm-hmm. come, from, uh, come from the, uh, the uh, younger guys. Yeah. But, well,
1: uh, can I speak on behalf of Black and Studios? Uh, uh, if possibly? it doesn't sound good, I'll just edit it out. Uh, <laughs> <So go> edit. <laughs> no, I was going to say that uh, personally for me, um, uh, the Alpha Phi Alpha and any other pr- fraternities that are trying to help the community, you can use me as an outlet. Uh, I mean, my uncle is an alpha, and he's. I remember him stomping at the house and and doing everything else. So, I mean, you got my support, and I, I would like to think that Black and Studios uh, uh, sends sends out the same same. Uh, appreciate that. olive branch, and I think that you guys will find a a little home here. As far as coming on some of our other podcasts, I know Roxy by Design is a um, women based uh, Christian women podcast. women based Christian podcast. Oh, okay. Uh, maybe your wife could come on or, I mean, give a, a man's perspective on some of the things they talk about. One mic, one voice is political okay. and again, almost community activism. Again, be active in your community. Um, this is the Elijah Bailey show. This is the first time that you guys have heard this kind of interview or this kind of podcast from me, but these are some of my interests. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a mentor by trade, I use martial arts to, to, to spread the knowledge that I have yeah. I have accrued but there's other people that know more than me and that do do more than I do or have the same mission that I'll bring on the show and talk to because these are the people that influence me and motivate me to do certain things and the black box I mean the black box is where where all the that's knowledge where
0: everything fly, is okay. at yeah so <laughs> and I love the love what you do the martial arts side of it That the key thing that I love about getting kids excited and involved in that is it teaches them discipline discipline yes sir. and yeah. that discipline that comes out of that is just so helpful because that's a life skill that that's could help them exactly. in so many things
1: transferable to mm-hmm. what you will have to go through in life absolutely because I mean so many things I mean this kind of goes back to the Rocky movies like it's not how hard you get hit but how hard you hit back there's so many things that are going to uh, come in your way there's going to be obstacles you have to have enough uh, discipline and deliberate uh, you have to have a deliberate mindset mm-hmm. to, to make it through and not everything is done by yourself I mean there's a lot of stuff in martial arts even though it, you go and test through the ranks it's your journey there's certain things that you need help from other people and that teach you how to be socially responsible oh, absolutely in, in that, does. yeah
2: so, yeah, that's one of the. Sometimes, depending on who you are, that can be one of the hardest hardest lessons. things. Yeah, wow. rich, rich is
1: about to <laughs> about to join up. You,
0: the COVID and Brandon, like we yeah, talked on episode five. So. You crazy? <laughs> <laughs> but but one thing I can even tell them just being here today. You really take parenting seriously, man. I, I just love that. Oh, thank I you, see, sir. When I see a young men like, you know, like you guys doing that, giving back, and then saying, "I want, I want to be the best dad ever." I love yeah, that. Yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, Yeah, he he. uh, And and I I play. And I thank my son for that. I thank my wife too. But you know, my my son, when he came into my life, it was a a dark time in my life. And he, you know, granted he couldn't say a word. uh, He completely changed me to the point where I tell everybody this who know me that I couldn't. Even though I know the former Richard, Mm -hmm. the way I used to think and everything like that, I couldn't even comprehend Comprehend how I I, used to think uh, before that little knucklehead came mm-hmm. into this, uh, this world, this world
1: with a smile or with his head down in the game. <laughs> <laughs> okay but, um, I, I hope you guys have enjoyed today's podcast. We're getting ready to wrap it up. Um, uh, Ken, could you give everybody your info again so they can contact you if they want to be a part of your program or if they have somebody that's in need? Yeah. Cause he uh, did
2: yell out volunteers would be a great thing. Yes. Yes. yes, <laughs> yes, yes we do, do
0: need additional, additional help. Uh, yeah. Uh, Alpha Boys Institute, and my name is Ken Lawson, and my contact information is uh, air code four zero five four four one zero 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 four, and the web uh, the website the email is uh, Lawson one two seven at att dot net lawson127 at att.net
2: I has one more question for you Um, so what time part of the year do you guys are you guys active you guys active full year around yeah full,
0: full school year oh, okay. this is when so the school starts full, school year. full okay. school year and then uh, then it's two Wednesdays a month it's generally the first and uh, third Wednesday is when we meet Okay, and we meet at the uh, youth facility <laughs> at Prospect Church
2: mm mm-hmm tell you i feel like he's reading my mind now yeah i know (laughs) that's what happens when you get in the studio like-mindedness that was the whole principle of what that's the black box that's what it does
1: that's right (laughs) Uh, um if i mean you guys are are, if you listen to the podcast you know the wealth of knowledge this man has if you listen to the intro you know how how uh influential and how um, enlightened he is to continue to further his education and to to go through and do all these things um not by himself with his wife, three kids, and eight grandkids. I mean, it's <laughs> for him to still have this amount of passion for what he does. You guys will be in good hands. Uh, Richard, give everybody your information.
2: Um, well, I'm Richard Taplin. Uh, you can find smile, me. buddy. I am smiling. I'm just not <laughs> giving the James franklin <laughs> smile. I don't, I don't have anything in my cup this morning. But... um uh you can find every all these podcasts that we're referring to, to uh, at blackinstudios.com, dot com, which is our website, which we have all of our information on how to contact us, and also uh, all of our future podcasts that record here. Um, and then you can also check out our Facebook page, Blacken Studios. Yes,
1: yeah, so you can always find me, Elijah Bailey, at. Uh, the Elijah Bailey Show on Facebook or Bailey Lifestyle Fitness and remember I am a fitness professional so we, the last couple podcasts we've actually got into fitness. I just wanted to uh, give you guys a little bit of uh, personal personality. That's why I wanted to give them like the anime and the movies and stuff but um you can find all the fitness stuff on Bailey Lifestyle and Fitness. Um, you can send me any ideas for any shows. You can uh contact me on Twitter or you can look at the Instagram pictures and motivational posts I put up. The uh hashtag for both of those is at eBailey Fitness. Um and then contact me again, like I said, if you know anybody in need and you can't get a hold of uh, Mr. Lawson, Elijah Bailey23 at yahoo.com. That's E-L-I-J-A-H, B-A-I-L-E-Y 23 at, yahoo.com. That's 23 at Yahoo. Dot com.
2: And I guess I forgot to put my email address in there. Yeah, throw it in. Yeah. It's podcast. That's podcast with, with an, an S, S at Blackinstudios.com. Yeah, because I messed that up when I tried to it try is. to text you. <laughs> but I got it right
1: uh the second time. Um I want to thank uh Ken for being with us. Thank you, sir.
2: You're very welcome. Yes and I welcome you to the Black and Studios family, sir. Yes. I'm excited. Yes. yes. <laughs> um
1: thank you Richard for being up early this morning. Like always. Thank you guys, my audience. For always tuning in, um, we said this on episode three. If we get episode one, two, and three to a hundred views or a hundred listens, uh, everybody will know my first uh, my first middle and last name yeah my my whole name <laughs> um now i'm i'm gonna change it keep uh tell twenty of your friends I know I know you just hear me out i'll just hear me out. Tell twenty of your friends about the podcast, have them like and subscribe also leave a five star rating, but if you email me. The name of somebody that's uh, that the the family or the kid is in need, and I can get that to Ken. Uh, if I get if I get fifty of those, then uh, full, 50, fifty I need hour. more than
2: just your middle name. Ooh, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I need more than just your middle name. Then
1: I will have a surprise for you guys. You know what? Actually, um, we're getting to the point where we might have some Elijah Bailey show uh, apparel. Okay. Or do like Mike? I might have to steal your idea, Michael, and get a coffee cup with the spoon and give it out to a loyal listener, but. Um, I, I'm real. I'm serious about uh, mentorship and, and helping kids. So um, it doesn't have to be one person. Give me 50 names. Send in those names of people that, that actually need a, uh, help, and uh, I will get that to the right place. The Alpha Phi Alpha Boys Institute with Ken Lawson and the rest of the Alphas. Um, thank you guys. Uh, shout out to my uncle Garfield Dokes Thank you for putting me in contact with Ken. Thank you guys, and we <laughs>